This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Round the Boards, updates from Dunedin City Community Boards on ORFM Dunedin's awesome morning show. And this morning we catch up with Joy Davis, Chair of the Mosgiel Tari Community Board, who joins us on the line now. Morena, Joy, lovely to be with you again. Yes, Morena, Jeff. Nice to do that with you too. Well, uh, I imagine, like everybody else, Joy, the last uh, couple of weeks have been filled with Zoom meetings and so forth. Uh, one or two. Not, not, not as bad as last time. I think one of the things we've noticed is everyone seems to be able to have a few more systems and coping mechanisms in place. It hasn't been as nearly as uh, desperate demand as last time. So that's a good thing. Oh, that's interesting to hear, Joy. I, I, yes, I, I guess you can't go through something like we went with the first lockdown without learning a few lessons about yeah. how to be A, prepared, and B, what to do once the restrictions kick into place. People perhaps yeah. are a little bit more prepared and, and a little bit more well-connected to sort out some of the things that they weren't able to sort out last time around. Yes, I think so. Um, this time we've been putting up any um, news from uh, City Council on our Facebook page, and one of our board members is an essential worker at the mobile garage um, here, so um, we've put the word out there. If anyone needs any help, contact a board member. Uh, if we can't help you, we'll certainly be able to put you in touch with somebody who can. But so far, it's been fairly quiet. In terms of the, the, the kinds of inquiries that have been coming through, what tend to be the things that people are focusing on? Uh, I haven't had any in that regard. Oh, that's not correct. I did have one of our emergency response group get in touch with me and ask me, look, if we got a heavy rain event, what are the protocols that were around, you know, lockdowns and getting out of your homes and things and as you'll have just heard with the news in West Auckland uh, you know if your house is flooding you need to get to a place of safety so um, we clarified all that with civil defence and of course if there was any civil defence emergency of any kind out here on the Tauri we take our direction from civil defence anyway so um, you know but it was good that somebody was thinking about that and we have had uh, the uh, folks that that helped organise the food delivery service last lockdown contacted me and uh, I put them in touch with the various people they needed to talk to and they're ready to go if necessary, but we haven't we haven't had any calls on that either, I don't think. Well, that's really interesting to hear, Joy, and really pleasing to hear. Um, it yeah. may well be that, that families in Whanau, but also neighbours have uh, have got some of yes. those systems in place. People, yes. you know, perhaps aware and conscious of the fact that there are there are others out there that do uh, need those things done and they've just leapt on and, and made those arrangements and stayed in touch yes. with each other to do it. So yes. that sounds good. I think also the I have had feedback from our uh, food bank here. They The last report I got, which was last week, so it could have changed since then, was they were um, putting together about seven parcels a day and that process is there's a phone number to ring and you contact the coordinator, and then she will organise. She goes in on her own, sorts the parcel out, and leaves it there for them to come and collect. Mm. Well, look, so we uh, still operating. Yes, great, great to hear, and we look forward to shifting to alert level three overnight. That will mean a certain degree uh, of more. 
business transaction taking place, a few more choices in terms of where we can click and collect and get things done, but still the message, Joy, very much to uh, treat the situation with great caution and uh, to to practice all of those good behaviours that we were so used to under Alert Level 4. Indeed, and I, I've been pleased to see, you may have seen today, I'd heard anecdotally, but I saw it reported in the ODT today, the... Uh, our police force was out and about in East Tyree and in Mosgill just, just you know, having a friendly chat to people and just checking where they were going and what they were up to. Um, just basically informing and encouraging people to do the right thing. So that's really great. Yes, and, you know, the temptation might well be with the weather looking to improve towards the end of the week to, to you know, expand those bubbles a little further. Yes. But uh, just a reminder, of course, that, that you've got to still stay within your bubbles. You have the ability under Level 3 to open them up a little bit more to family and now. but otherwise taking great care to, to keep um, that kind of that close circle around you as you have for Alert Level 4. That's really important still at this point. It's a gradual move out of Alert Level 4 as opposed to a widening uh, of um, freedoms under Alert Level 3 and it's going to be really important that we here in the South lead by example and keep uh, keep those numbers at zero. Indeed, because not only that, we want to keep the numbers at zero and it shows that we're in support of all those people in Auckland. I mean, it's pretty tricky. Anyone with children knowing what it's like to, to work from home and try and educate your children and try and keep the household running. Um, so they're doing it tough up there, and the, and the very least we can do in, in the more expanded freedoms that we will be getting is to keep to the rules. Well, let's uh, let's move away from COVID talk for a, for a few minutes yeah. and talk a little bit more about what else is going on in the community because, well, there's all sorts of projects. Let's talk about the memorial wall at East Tyree Cemetery. Oh, yes, well, that's been an ongoing... Uh, they came about because a concerned member of the community uh, came came along to talk to me and then she came to a public forum at our board meeting and raised the fact that there isn't anywhere for people to acknowledge their loved ones who have been cremated. Um, so she did all the right things. She uh, got letters of support from all the right organisations and groups around this, the town and she submitted to the annual plan and she she took photographs and anyway the good news is that uh, council came on board with that even though they didn't have it in their works program and they hadn't actually had it in their budget they saw the need and they came on board now there has been a little bit of um, uh, discussion around the site of this war because unfortunately the site that is preferred by the group that um, first uh, lobbied for it isn't suitable because the radar, earth radar detecting whatever that thing's called, has uh, detected some uh, something underneath the ground, and it's pretty likely it could be human remains. So they don't even want to go there. So they're moving it uh, slightly ten metres further on somewhere else. So uh, we're looking forward to a report coming to our next board meeting on what progress is happening with that. That's now an operational matter for for parks and they will present us with a report at our next meeting as to where they're at with that. So that's a great example of how advocating on behalf of the community, the community board, can help people get in the right, talk to the right people, help them get their ducks in a row and, you know, this is a win and we should be all celebrating it. Great stuff. Oh, well, we'll, um, perhaps 
update uh, when you've had that meeting and see what progress yeah. is on that. Meeting's on the 15th. All right. Yeah. Um, now, we've seen, of course, the opportunity for us to give some feedback on uh, local government representation, and that includes community board representation in the local government review. Yes, indeed. And uh, at the moment, um, the report has come back to council and they're recommending no change. So they're saying, hang on to the six community boards that we have in the city and hang on to the keep the representation around the council table the way it is. So um, I believe feedback on that closes on the 18th of September and we'll no doubt talk about it at our board meeting. So that's the recommendation. It has to, Council will have to then decide if they want to um, put anything in towards it or not. But basically they're saying status quo. Yep, so there it is, and there is the opportunity for... Uh, for us to give feedback on, feedback on that too. Uh, so you can probably hop to the Dunedin City Council's website. It's the best place to go just to check out what's open for consultation at the moment. There's a consultation tag there you can pop into and, and see what else you might want to be able to contribute on at the moment. So Absolutely. That's a very good suggestion, Jeff. And the other thing is if people can't hop online, they can still ring 477-4000 and customer services will tell them what's yeah. Yeah, What's in, going indeed. On? In alert levels four and alert level three, there is always someone on the end of that phone, four double seven four thousand. And yes, while uh, you might not be able to pop into their offices, there are other ways of, of, of having your voice heard. And it's been interesting, hasn't it, over the last few years to see uh, that those opportunities kind of opened up. You know, there's the there's the what we're used to seeing, the online processes for, for giving feedback, but as you quite rightly say, Joy, not everyone's comfortable or able to do that, but being able to ring up and give you submission that way is another way of doing it. And they still take the old-fashioned letters too, I'm told. Yes, they do. <laughs> you can ring up and they, they will, you know, they'll, they'll guide you as to what's the best way forward for you. And um, I always, I do that myself. If I, I was out walking uh, last week and as you know, the blue bins weren't collected. And there was an awful lot of blue bins out there and a lot of them were quite full and I thought, you know, that could, somebody might just decide to be a bit silly one day and break some glass or something. So I just ran customer services and they were going to put out another notice just to, and then I put it on their Facebook page and said, look, no blue glass this week, can you, blue bins, can you just please put them back in your section until they are collected? And I believe they're being collected as of this week, aren't they? Yes. When it's your turn for the blue bins, that's um, right. they start up. Yeah, your normal collection service resumes from the usual dates from Alert Level 3. So from yes. tomorrow onwards, uh, you can just retor- return to the usual pattern of putting your bins out. And, uh, of course, yeah. um, those bins might be quite full. There's been a few people having to hold on to their recycling, yeah. even the other recycling, because they weren't able to process everything under Alert Level 4. No. Um, there wasn't encouragement for us to hold on to stuff if we could do that safely and healthily so um, yeah so from tomorrow alert level 3 your usual recycling and so forth rubbish systems all kick back into place. And I think they have asked too Jeff that we don't overfill our blue bins so just put a you know a reasonable amount out, and if you have to hold some and top it up next week, or when we're back up and running, you could take it to uh, the landfill, the recycling place. But just 
just put a, the usual amount out, not overflowing, because that will be a bit tricky for the guys that are having to deal with it. Yeah, if you can't safely and easily carry that blue bin out without wondering whether you're going to drop it all, well, you, <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> you're onto it, Jeff. You know, you've got too much in there. That's and right. uh, with a glass, it'll wait anyway. Just put it around the back yeah. of the house. No one's going to see it. All right. That's right. Um, just finally, you just wanted to make a few comments, um, Joy, around um, general inquiries from the public and, and community groups. Oh, yes. So, um, from you know, it's great that people sometimes will uh, give us a ring. Sometimes they might put a private message on their Facebook page just about um, well, there's a particular group that wants to look at doing some tree planting. There's another group that's concerned about a gravel road. Um, and they just... You know, they just get in touch with your board member and we can either say, well, actually, if you ring 477 and you don't get a reply or you're not happy with the reply in a week or 10 days, come back to us and we'll follow it up. First port of call for anyone with an inquiry is 477-4000. But sometimes people see you up the street or, you know, in your place of work and they, they'll have a chat to you and you can say, look, I can follow that up for you. And... Um, so that's really great, and it's great to see people noticing things and taking an interest in things in their community. Um, so I don't want to discourage that, but I would also just say, first port of call, ring that customer services number. It, you should get, so if I ring and say, look, I'm not happy about the grass being mowed in such and such a park, they will give you a, a number. They'll give you a, like a job number, a case number, and then... That, that can always be referred to. So you keep hold of that number, and if after a fortnight you think, well, I don't think anything's happened there, I'm not happy, they could give one of us a ring and we'll follow it up. Sage advice, as always, from Joy Davis, Chair of the Mosgill Tauri Community Board. Joy, great to talk with you again. All the very best as uh, you make your transition out of Level 4 into Level 3. Or we're thinking of all of those businesses out there on the Tauri too who uh, yeah. will be considering how they might be able to operate their services with a click. click click and collect for at least a week or so uh, not all businesses of course will choose to do that, It's um, that's another lesson learned I suppose from last year's joy is that so the businesses just have to say what works and what doesn't uh, they will have tested a few things out last time around but uh, we're thinking yeah, of everybody who's, uh, whose livelihoods um, are affected at the moment and it's great to, to hear from you Joy that, that it sounds like your community has r- rallied and been quite you know, independent in the way it's got through the requirements requirements of alert level four so that's that's good to hear but um, and I disagree with you Jeff too we need to get out when we can and support our local businesses they need our support you know if you can go and get your coffee from down the road go and get it um, once we once those businesses are up and running fully then we need to support them yes um, um, wise words and let's um, consider how we can all manage to do that in a safe way and uh, yeah, we'll be hopefully back and kicking up to full gear before too long. Joy, lovely to Indeed. talk with you again. Um, we look forward to catching up again in four weeks' time on Round the Boards. Thanks for the opportunity, Jeff. Bye-bye. That was Round the Boards, updates from Dunedin City Community Boards on ORFM, Dunedin's awesome morning show. For more information about Dunedin's six community boards and contact details, visit the Dunedin City Council website, dunedin.govt.nz or phone 477-4000. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.